This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, January 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. CEQA bill raises EJ debate. Newsom team touts water successes. And EPA moves on new pesticide policy. A new measure would layer EJ mandate into CEQA. A new bill's revived debate in the legislature this week over the reach of the California Environmental Quality Act as it relates to environmental justice. Assemblymember Christina Garcia of Bell Gardens is seeking to ensure that any environmental mitigation efforts take place in the communities that are impacted by an industrial project. During a committee hearing, Garcia said such efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions or other pollutants often happen away from the communities of concern. Are we going to keep telling the disadvantaged communities that this is as good as it gets, she asked. Business groups leading the opposition to the bill argued it would duplicate existing standards, add ambiguous language, lead to lawsuits that stall development projects, and worsen the state's housing crisis. Several agriculture groups registered in opposition. Farmers have saved 70,000 swimming pools. CDFA's water use efficiency program, known as SWEEP, has delivered enough grants to farmers since launching in 2014 that 37.5 billion gallons of water have been conserved. That's according to CDFA Secretary Karen Ross. It has reduced both water and energy use, leading to fewer greenhouse gas emissions, she added. Speaking to stakeholders yesterday about the governor's new budget proposal, Ross shared that the state has paid $80 million to more than 825 projects. The $50 million allocated in the last budget cycle has now been spent and the program is oversubscribed. The governor is proposing an additional $20 million for this year. The budget plan also includes $5 million in direct assistance to farmers as drought relief. Ross said the only other time the state has done this was a pandemic relief last year for underserved farmers. Along with the budget plan, the administration released a progress report on its water resilience portfolio yesterday. Among the 142 actions in the portfolio, the agencies tout efforts to restore drinking water, improve fish habitat, and assist groundwater sustainability agencies. We've made solid progress building drought and flood resilience across the state in the last 18 months, said Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot. Ross saluted efforts to modernize the state's water management system and create new efficiencies. We need to know what to expect, and we need flexible, well-functioning infrastructure to respond, he said. You can read more on the governor's budget proposal in the AgriPulse West newsletter. It comes later this morning. New pesticide policy, a step forward on Long Road. EPA's newly announced policy to begin consulting with federal wildlife agencies on the impacts of new active ingredients on endangered species signals that the Biden administration is trying to resolve long-standing issues over Endangered Species Act compliance. But EPA, the Fish and Wildlife Service, and the Natural Marine Fisheries Service 
still have a lot of work left in order to meet interagency consultation requirements for existing active ingredients given the complexities of analyzing the impacts of crop protection chemicals on wildlife. CropLife America CEO Chris Novak called the announcement an important step forward to protect endangered species and to ensure farmers, quote, have needed tools for managing pests and providing regulatory certainty for pesticide manufacturers and distributors. The Center for Biological Diversity says few conservation measures can be fully enacted until the USFWS and NMFS complete any formal consultations with EPA. CBD is a frequent litigant on ESA and pesticide issues. The agency says it's working now on a detailed work plan to outline additional improvements to further the agency's compliance with the ESA, and that includes steps to implement protections for high-risk species more efficiently, provide growers with more flexible mitigation measures, and increase stakeholder engagement. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Organic industry leader solicits consumer pledges. Stonyfield Organic and co-founder Gary Hirschberg is trying to enlist consumers and retailers in an effort to help a group of farms in the Northeast. Under the unusual initiative being announced today, consumers will be asked to sign a pledge to buy at least one-fourth of their dairy products from among 35 brands, and that would include Organic Valley and Stonyfield, as well as smaller local companies. Retailers are being asked to commit to carrying those target brands. The goal is to find a new market for 135 farms that were notified recently that they're losing their contracts with two companies by the end of next year. Some 89 of those farms are being terminated by the Horizon, a unit of Danone. The Northeast Organic Family Farm Partnership bills itself as a first-of-its-kind collaboration. Citrus claims strong year despite supply chain woes. After a year marked by substantial supply chain disruptions that resulted in shipments of fresh lemons rotting, revenues were exceptionally strong for the California company Limonera. That according to CEO Harold Edwards. Fourth quarter of fiscal year 2021 revenue in our seasonally slower quarter increased 13% compared to the same period last year, Edwards said in an earnings report for the company that operates fruit farms in the U.S. and Chile. These results were driven by higher lemon prices and very strong brokered food revenue, which more than doubled compared to last year. Limonera, a major lemon company and the largest U.S. avocado producer, expects lemon prices to continue strong through 2022. Well, here's today's He Said It. Well, with all due respect to my friend from California, y'all are pretty screwed no matter what. That Arizona Farm Bureau President Stephanie Smallhouse joking with California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson during the Farm Bureau delegate process. The delegates were debating the idea of requiring the approval of voters for land sales. Johansson had concerns about the expense of reaching voters in California. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, January 12th. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.